Welcome to episode one of OutdoorsPodcast.com and The Outdoors Podcast. My name is AJ. I'll be your host from here moving forward. Today's episode is one that I'm really excited about. Uh, My friend Derek Kaufman uh, came up and we sat and talked for probably a good hour about backpacking and why we love being outdoors and all the various components of hammock camping. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode, Uh, so let's get right in. All right, man. So let's go ahead and dig in. All right. Um, so you and I met on a hammock forums trip. Right. Uh, hammockers are a unique breed of humans. We're slightly above everybody else on the intellectual <laughs> scale, I think. And that's, you know, uh, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow for everyone else. Yeah. It's so one of the things that I find that's super interesting about hammockers is that everybody has a very unique approach to gear to right. trips to how they plan to it's it's a mo- more meticulous group of people yes uh in my experience most people that are camping are mainly just out there to like get outside maybe even have a couple of beers chill sleep in a tent not be inside whatever throw some stuff in the back of the car let's go out for the weekend judy for let's sure go. for sure yeah. very few have spreadsheets if right. i will say that <laughs> right, right? I don't know too many hammockers that don't have a spreadsheet. Right, somewhere. exactly. Yeah. So, what is it that a first got you into being outside, into backpacking in general, and then how did you kind of shift over to at least participating in the hammocking side of things? You know, it was um, I just like to be outside all the time. Um, didn't really do too much camping as a kid. Okay. Um, and that's something I wanted to do when I got older. So I was like, well, shoot, I got the free time, might as well do it now. So started going out, uh, doing like uh, float trips every year. As we do. Every year, same group of people. I'm like, all right, this is fun. So then I started doing it more and more with girlfriends and stuff like that. Sure. And then uh, I was like, you know what? I need to go. It wasn't so much about going lighter. It's I've got gas. You know, I've got (laughs) gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I got to get some more stuff. And the more stuff I looked at, the more I saw that it was going towards the lightweight end of the spectrum i'm like all right that's that's pretty cool how light can we go then i stumbled on hammock forms well you can go really really light yeah so um after that i was just kind of you know snooping around on the forum and uh met gideon and uh he's like hey i'm going out to han i live pretty close so let's go i went uh went down there in jeans (laughs) (laughs) jeans and a uh walmart ozark trail backpack no joke yep that's yeah. funny. And he's like, we're going to have to figure something We've out. We've got some work for you to do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the tarp I had was a, uh, is a, a Harbor Freight uh, just tarp. A construction yeah. tarp. Yeah, exactly. It was camouflage. Sure. I wanted to blend in. <laughs> I wanted to blend in with the camouflage, but heaven forbid the highlighter yellow tree straps. <laughs> mm, yeah. Those two things don't go too well. No. Um, but uh, it worked. Yeah. And um, from there, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some better stuff. So, and that's why I did. Off and running you went. Yeah. Gotcha. So what were some of the first things that you invested in, if, if you have to go back um, and remember? You know, it was um, pretty much just the cook set. Um, everything else I just made. No joke. Yeah. So you jumped into the DIY thing really early. Really fast. So that was one of the things that was really interesting to me, because that was the first, when you and I met, that was the first group hang group camping trip 
trip with strangers I'd ever gone on. <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah. And how many you know, of them have knives? <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know about hammock forums or what a group hang is, I should probably clarify that terminology. Um, so a group hang is really just a group camping trip where everybody that does hammock camping gets together. We all go pick some common spot in some common forest and everybody hangs their hammocks and we all hang out and have a good time. Talk about how lighter stuff is. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and walk around and compare stuff and, right. and talk about stuff. So during this first trip that I went on, first of all, funny story. Um, I'd been, I I'm big on research, YouTube podcasts, right. all that kind right. of stuff. So when I got into this thing, I, I grew up, uh, there's a school in St. Louis called the College School of Webster Groves. It's where I went to grade school. Okay. And the college school has got kind of a uh, granola feel to it. It's a really fun place to go to school. It's right. really great at learning how to interact with other people and uh, how to be a good human and, and treat people ethically, all sure. that kind of stuff. Uh, but they're a big proponent of kind of learning by doing type education. Right. And they're really big on outdoor education. So essentially in preschool, you start with a day in the park. And then every year beyond that, you graduate to a bigger level trip. Okay. And by the time you're in eighth grade, you are in the Okefenokee Swamp going on canoe trips, uh, you know, doing crab hunting on the Sapelo Islands and you climb the you know, Smoky Mountains. It's a nine, nine day, eight night trip. It's really cool. Right. Uh, and, you know, in between you do portaging in canoes in Kentucky and you sleep in caves and all kinds of fun stuff. So the the love for the outdoors was definitely kind of at least slightly uh, given to me early on. Right. And my dad took me camping a little bit, but nothing really serious. So then I can't remember how, I think it was the float trip kind of thing, right? Sure. Some friends of mine invited me on a float trip, off and running you go. You got to try to remember the float trip. Exactly. <laughs> it depends right. on how much Natty lights there. Exactly. And there were a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a couple of people fall in the fire, including myself. What? Uh, yeah. It's, oh. been a, it's been a long ordeal. But anyway, um, all of a sudden, right back into it. Just like, oh, yeah, we should do this. Was with a girl at the time that volunteered to get involved. We bought the whole. We bought literally everything at REI in one day. Ooh. they loved us, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, thousands. Did you of sign dollars. up for the membership? Oh yeah, signed oh, there you up. Go, yeah, but I mean, backpacks, sleeping bags, sleeping pads, boots, clothes, all of it. I mean, we bought every accessory that you don't need that you figure out right. that you don't need to carry. <laughs> Heavy cook sets, big stoves, all of it. Cast iron. Exactly, right? <laughs> Heavy stuff. So we went, we did our trip. The first trip we ever went to was Bell Mountain, and I okay. think both of us were carrying 40-plus pounds. Oh. And she was, you know, a little person. So, I mean, heaven forbid, that was terrible. Um, but we, you know, it, it ended up being a really fun time, and then you end up slowly evolving and, and getting into Knowing what you lighter, don't need. Exactly, lighter and lighter gear. And it didn't take long till you figure out that you want stuff. But when I met you, this is what was always so intriguing. And I think why you and I ended up becoming friends was we walked over to your hammock and I said something about, you know, your quilts and you were like, yeah. oh yeah, I made my quilts. Yeah. Nah, no big like, deal. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then you said something about, you know, your tarp and I was like, oh yeah, I made my tarp. Yeah. No big deal. And I was like, what? And then you go something and something, something else. Oh yeah. I made my backpack. And I went, wait a second, what? Yeah, yeah. And you made your backpack, which I've sure. never seen anybody else that made a backpack before. I think that was the first one I made. Was it the black one or the green one? It was green. Oh, yeah, that was the second one. That it was, was green. That one was pristine. It was It was just, I remember looking at it and just going like, what? Yeah. You can make a backpack? I yeah, mean, the quilt is way harder. You make the quilt, you make the tarp, you make the hammock. I mean, probably tree straps too. Yeah. I mean, 
the backpack seemed like it would be the most involved. It was, um, it was very labor intensive. Okay. Um, there was a lot of planning that went into it, even though it's basically just a roll top sack with a couple shoulder pads on it. Sure. You know, but, um, you're doing everything backwards and inside out. That's so, an interesting concept. Yeah, I didn't so think about it's that. It's kind of like, okay, what do I have to do now? But wait, wait a second. It's got to get turned around and flipped inside out. Damn, that's not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's a challenge. Yeah. Now, did you basically dissect other bags to learn how to do stuff? Or did you pretty much you just know, kind of figure it out um, on the go? I wanted to get the best of everything that I saw. Okay. And if I was going to do that, I was going to be spending a pretty penny on like a Zimmer built pack or sure. you know, something like that. Or like three, four hundred dollars on something super minimal. And it's like, wait, you know, I can do that. Right. So I was looking at the ULA Ohm. Okay. I was looking at the Z Pack Zero uh, at the time. Now it's the Nero, I think. Um, I was like, I-, I can do that. It's a couple mesh pockets. It's a roll top with some Velcro. The shoulder pads, the shoulder straps, those are going to be a little tough. That's what I would thought yeah. would be the challenging part. It was um, basically what I had to do. Uh, my son had a just some random backpack that had really thin shoulder straps and they had a really nice S curve. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, you don't use this anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and take it. So I went ahead and lobbed off those, uh, shoulder straps and, uh, just traced it on some craft foam, layered up the craft foam and then, uh, just trace that on some, uh, ripstop and, uh, sewed it all together, like a really, really tight pocket and then just shoved the foam in there. It worked. (laughs) I mean, it's not the prettiest thing in the world, but and is uh, that the pack that you're still using today? Yep, absolutely. How long have you been using that pack? That's been on, oh shoot, probably four trips now. No joke. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Where Where do you like to go backpacking when you go? Um, I like to stay local, okay. um, mainly because after I'm done hiking and camping, I want to go back to the wife because typically she doesn't come out with me, but you know, most of the time it's it's up in the air. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll come out. But she hates it because I snore Doesn't constantly. Oh, no joke. Oh, yeah. Even in the hammock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's there's no bounds to this. <laughs> Remind me not to, <laughs> yeah. to sleep near well, that's you. Why, that's future. why Gideon goes at least 20, 30 yards away. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like, I know that guy. <laughs> he's such a fun guy to yeah. be camping with. Oh, he's awesome. So we went on a trip recently. Uh, gosh, I think this was probably more back in the spring towards the end of last year. Um, and we went to, I want to say it was Merrimack state park and we did the wilderness trail or whatever yeah. it is, nine, 10 mile loop. Yep. And, uh, he had just gotten a kayak, a sea fishing kayak. Yeah. He was telling me about that. Woo. Was he excited about that? <laughs> yeah. kayak? I mean, he was giving us every yeah. detail about that kayak. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool because, you know, obviously we all get jazzed up about sure. hammocks and tarps and stupid stuff that people shouldn't right. get jazzed up about. Look at my half an ounce knife. For sure. Yeah. Right. And I mean, all of that stupid little stuff. Yep. Um, so other than the forums, what have been the resources that you have used to learn about stuff, find stuff? Cause hammocking is kind of a quirky little weird activity. Well, there's so many different ways you could do it. You For know, sure. there's, I mean, you've got the, just different hammocks. You've got different insulation. You know, do you want to go with a quilt? Do you want to go with a pad? You know, it's, there's a lot of different stuff. Um, I use uh YouTube. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, you For know, sure. that's this generation's college. You know, I wish there was a way and I mean, I'm sure that there are, but there doesn't seem to be an easy way. Like I would love to try sitting in an Amok Dremor. 
Uh, yes. But I don't have any idea where to go about finding one of those things. Right. To be able to just try it out versus spending the, you know, because I got to imagine those things are three, four hundred bucks or something like that. And that's pretty pricey to take a risk on something that you may not like. Yeah. And on top of that, you have to have a sit pad for, or you've got to have a full insulated, you know, right. pad for that. And it's got to have special baffles, different tarp. Yeah. A whole yeah, different everything. thing. Now I know that that's kind of an all integrated system. Right. Um, you know, I've always been hesitant to tell people like when I meet people that find out that I'm into camping, Oh, I'd love to get into that. And I always want to be like, okay, well, <laughs> are you ready to spend? <laughs> are you ready to spend almost thousands of dollars a to live like money. a homeless person? Yeah. That's such yeah. a funny thing that you say that I find it so funny that we all have lives that are so good that yeah. <laughs> when we have free time, we go spend our time. Like we just bought a $400 tarp. Yeah. Let's go in the woods not wash our hands for quite some time. Let's <laughs> dig a hole. Let's poop in it. But hey, we've got the... We're living the dream. Yeah. We're living the dream. The, the Dyneema reinforced polymers or whatever it's called. For now. sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always curious because like, you know, I when I go out on trips, I'll bring up YouTubers and yeah. I, I, I look across the campfire. I look across the circle and people are just staring at me. <laughs> and I'm like, if you're not doing that, then how are you figuring this right. out? Because it's such a complex activity Oh yeah, in figuring out. And I mean, I don't even know. I have friends that I've taken out. I'm, I'm very fortunate that my girlfriend now has a set of quilts as well. Perfect. So if my friends want to come, they can use mine. I can use hers. I just went with incubator 20s yeah. and burrow 20s. So they're just simple. They fit everybody. It's the... One size fits all. Exactly. Yeah. The one size fits all. You can take it on almost every trip. Yep. So we have, you know, two full sets of quilts, which is great. Um, for people, one thing that I heard recently that I hadn't thought about is that somebody said something to the tune of, if you're just getting, oh, uh, it was like SB Outdoors. These guys, uh, it's the two brothers that go backpacking. I just found them. They're in like Ohio or something. Okay. Funny guys. Um and they're into the kind of stuff. Uh, they're both wearing like Arc Hall, you know, Z packs, good packs, right? And, you know, the hammocks and the whole thing. And they were talking about some, you know, beginner tips for backpackers. And one of the things that the guy said was recognize you're not going to sleep well for oh. your first four or five nights in Easily. your hammock. Easily. Nobody ever said that to me. And I freaked <laughs> out because the like second night I was in my hammock. I'm sitting there. I've spent this money. I have a tarp. Oh my god! I didn't sucks. have an. I didn't have under quilts or, or quilts yet. Oh, it really But I was sucked. sitting there, sitting yeah. there, going, "This sucks." Yeah, I'm never gonna sleep this badly mm-hmm. and be comfortable. This, Ugh. I'd rather sleep in a tent. Yeah, and it yeah. just really. And luckily, I stuck with it. But I can't sure. imagine how many people just give up, give up on it without just knowing that simple fact of yep. like, "Hey, man, just give it like five, six nights." Right. You'll figure it out, and eventually it'll be fantastic. Oh, there's nothing better. Oh, my gosh. Nothing. It's unbelievably good. Yeah. But it takes a while to get used to, for sure. And it's, for me, it was like the whole security thing, like knowing that, I mean, yeah, I've got a bug net, and I've got a tarp, but stuff can come up and grab me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, there's, I mean, I don't know what's, if you're more afraid of being alone in the woods or knowing that you're not alone in the woods yeah you know yeah that that, raccoons and possums are stupid they'll come up and scratch at you and stuff yeah so i went my first solo backpacking trip i did i'd done probably six or seven trips 
with other people mm-hmm. uh, more recently, you know, in the last few years. Right. Uh, and then I, you know, ended up becoming single and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to let that stop me. I ended up doing my hammock stuff and I went out and I can't remember what trail I did, but I did a you know 10 or 12 mile loop and got eight, nine miles in. I'm pretty close to the exit and it was the worst campsite I've ever seen. Oh, it was basically just like a clearing in a field where there was some no trees. Oh, but the grass was still knee high. It was just not a good camp. There was no firing. There was no right. resources, no water, no nothing. And I'm just sitting there. So I set up my hammock and I'm just sitting there. It's like six o'clock at night. Sun's going down. What the hell do I do? And I'm just sitting there in the woods by myself. <laughs> and that reality hit me. Oh, yeah. Of I'm all on my own. Right. And I wasn't carrying a weapon. I, I had a small Mora knife. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if something, man or bear or mountain lion right. or raccoon comes... <laughs> I'm on my own. Yeah. And I was sitting there. Everything was fine. And then about nine o'clock, Boy Scout troop rolls in. Oh, there you go. Saved by the Boy Scouts. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Thank God for these 10 year olds. They're ready to go. (laughs) And if nothing else, I can outrun one of them and I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be a chubby one. So they settle in and it was really funny because they're probably 10. Right. Right. And they roll in their troop leaders, you know, come over and greet me. Hey, is this okay? Yeah, no problem. Oh, the campsite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get out of here. And so they all start setting up. And I see some kids setting up tents, and I see some other kids doing some other things. And all of a sudden, I see these other kids set up a a tarp between two trees, mm-hmm. but it's only about three and a half feet off the ground. Interesting. And then just a ground cloth. Ooh. And they went cowboy camp style. These kids are just, hardcore. Just laid down sleeping bags. Oh, see, yeah. And I was really like, whoa. Yeah. Bold kids. Cause I right. mean, it was good on you. Yeah. It was in a season that, you know, was there were some bugs, there was some stuff on the ground. Sure. You know, field mice, things like that. Yeah, I don't like bugs. Yeah, I'm not no, a big fan. No. So I'm sitting there like, well, if they can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I can figure it out. So about two in the morning rolls around. I'm sleeping in my hammock. And because these kids were all around, I hadn't really bothered to deal with my food that much. Pretty much had most of it in my backpack hanging behind me on my hammock. Sure. So I hear Russell, Russell, Russell. Oh, Russell, Russell, Russell. And I look out to my right and I had my hammock on that side or my tarp on that side was pitched in porch mode. So I mm-hmm. had like pretty good view and can't see anything. Can't see anything. Bring my headlamp up. Click it on and like eight feet away, standing straight up is just a raccoon. Yep. Looking at you like, hey, turn that light off. You bet. You bet. (laughs) I'm getting that food whether you like it or not. (laughs) And I yelled, get out of here with some expletives. Right. And, uh, you know, he took off into the woods and, you know, the Boy Scouts, some of them woke up and stirred and all that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he was walking right on in. And so you you come to that reality of like, you're in their house. Something comes. Yeah. I'm right here. Yep. I mean, right available for you. Exactly. So where in Missouri do you like to go? Um, Han is awesome. Okay. Han State Park. It's such um, a good place. Oh, my gosh. It's awesome. Um, we've done... Uh, Babbler is pretty good, too. Have you been there? Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Now, do you go backpacking there, or is it pretty much just walk-in camp? Like, kind pretty of much, yeah. car site camping? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's a, just a one-nighter. I mean, you're not going to get lost in Wildwood. For sure. You know, um, uh, that's... That's pretty much it. I mean, I'd like to go farther out, but time and work does not allow. 
for unfortunately. sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, the last time you and I talked, and the way that we've kind of stayed in contact is mainly through Facebook. Right. So we've talked a little bit about you have set up a, a motorcycle set. Yeah. That's kind of different than your hammocking oh, set. Unfortunately, but kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've yeah. got multiple ways of camping, which is yeah. great. Because, I mean, when I got into backpacking, I was, I don't want to say I was snobby then. But I was like, you know, oh, we're backpackers. We don't right. just do car camping. Yeah. Like we backpack. Then I got into hammocking, and it went up about four oh, notches. Oh, for sure. And I yeah. just went, oh, no, I don't sleep in tents. No, for hammocks. Me? That's on the ground. Quilts and uh, peasants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then about last year hit, and I went, you know what? Car camping's really fun. It is. Why am I turning my nose up at that? Because it's, it's such a great time. You just get out. Get out for a night, decompress. Yeah. You know, you're not watching DIY network. You're not, you know, watching if if you have a wife or a girlfriend, you're not watching Teen Mom or, you know, Housewives of wherever the hell they're from. You know, just go out, enjoy nature, eat some food that's cooked over a fire, or you pour boiling hot water in to rehydrate. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh it's it's fun. Yeah. You know? Well, and I mean I think that that opens you up to such a bigger group of people, right? Because right. especially if you're in your car, like one of the problems that I have with getting people into backpacking, and I'm I'm to the point where I have enough stuff. And I mean, you know, I, I ended up selling my first backpack, which was a Gregory Baltoro, mm-hmm. to a friend of mine named Jason, but he still keeps it here and it's kind of available, you know, right. to anybody that wants to use it. So I have Two backpacks, two hammocks, two tarps, two sets of quilts, two everything, right? Sure. However, what I don't have are clothes. Oh, yeah. And if you're not five foot nine and right around <laughs> 190, 200 pounds, yep. you out of luck. I mean, we're great. Right, exactly. You <laughs> and I'd be just fine. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've got a lot of friends that, you know, for example, my friend Bob, he's six foot three, he weighs 240 pounds. Well, yeah. My friend Nathan is six foot two, he weighs 250 pounds. <laughs> So I always want to be like, well, if you want to go out and buy like six hundred dollars yeah. worth of clothes, how about a how about a hundred and fifty dollar base layer? How yeah, about that? Exactly. And then right? you need the bottoms too. Exactly. Right. And I mean, I remember my girlfriend. I told her about my smart wool mid level. Oh my mid layer, and I was. She said something about my long john bottoms, and I said, yeah, they're a hundred bucks. And yeah. she went. What? Why? Yeah, why? And I was like, well, they're really warm. They're antimicrobial. They last forever. <laughs> right. They're, you know, they have the insulated properties even when they're wet, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And she just still looked at me like, you're crazy. You're an idiot. Yeah. Um, And to an extent, she's right, but well, it's yeah. worth it. I enjoy it. I mean, there's, you almost have to have it. I justify you it know? in my head by saying it'll last forever. Right. I know I'm going to replace it before it wears out. But just in case. But just in case. Yeah. For sure. So I have all the stuff, but it's like, do you have a good raincoat, rain pants, a down jacket, right. a base layer, and waterproof shoes? Because if you don't, I you're probably going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, if it, anything happens, right, exactly. you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Missouri, so... Which, yeah, blank and the weather changes. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, I mean, was it 70 degrees this past week? I think one of the other challenges, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. So one of the things that I think is kind of interesting, I, I think that finding places to go, mm-hmm. finding good maps, and then knowing oh you're safe. God. The maps are horrible. They're so bad. God, I, I mean. I can't imagine how bad. 
the only good ones are like thirty dollars, and it's an app. Yeah, and then good luck if that app works. Now, when have you're in the middle used, of nowhere. have you used hiking project at all yet? No, uh, all trails. Okay, is, so yeah, that's what so REI. I had this stupid my parents and i have this claim to fame that we always think of these billion dollar ideas right and then never have the guts to go execute sure my parents were on a plane my mom worked for ibm okay and they were on a plane in like the 70s when pcs were really like more of an idea right than they were than anything else then in the 80s they were on another plane and everybody was starting to think about getting pcs (laughs) and my mom goes someone should write a book for the everyday person that's not going to understand this. Right. And my dad was like, yeah, for idiots. Yeah. And so. Windows you know, for dummies. Exactly. There right. Didn't execute on ah. it. My dad had an idea for a construction product. Somebody basically talked him out of it. Black and Decker came out with it like three years later. Perfect. Of course. Right. Yeah. So I had this idea that why, you know, there's a lot of guys out there like me. I've got a, you know, a Garmin watch and I've mm-hmm. got a Garmin, you know, GPS map unit. Um, because the first time we went, I got lost immediately. And I was like, this is not the place to get lost. Right. Let's fi- like until you figure out how to get better at this. You've got all the clothes, though. Exactly. Just in case. Exactly. <laughs> so I you know, invested in a GPS and I got mm-hmm. some gift cards and things that made it made it physically possible. But I have all these tracks mm-hmm. of all these hikes that I've been on. And I was sitting there going, there's all these other people that have these other things and they're using their phones to gather these tracks. Why are they not crowdsourcing right. all these tracks that are accurate, that are up to date? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you know? Lo and behold, REI decides to do it. Congratulations. And it's really good. Is it? It's really good. Hmm. Uh, I planned my entire Colorado trip off of it. Really? Yeah, because you can basically search and or zoom in on any area in the country. Oh, wow. And it just lights up with maps. You can click it. You can download the GPX. You can oh. download the map. You can look at all the facts. There's photos. There's really? reviews from other hikers. It's fantastic. Like waypoints and everything. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. Nice. It's really good. Nice. Um, I applaud them for doing as good of a job as they did putting it together. Maybe not as lightweight, but it no. works. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. it's uh, it's been a, a really nice resource, if nothing else, just for being able to find trails. You right. Know, because I went to. Um, uh, California a couple years ago for mm-hmm. a work thing and one of my buddies I had an extra day was like dude rent a car drive down to Big Sur the drive is awesome you'll love it did it saw a trail on the side of the mountain okay as I'm driving and I was like I want to go there let's go how do I find that thing right and found it on on hikingproject.com and was able to download the, the trail awesome. got all the information and fortunately I went out there this last year to do that trail and the night before I was going to leave, I was due on the trail Thursday morning. Wednesday night, I get a call that they were expecting some floods and some landslides Ugh. and wasn't allowed to go out. Yeah. Glad that they called. Right. Yeah. Error on the error on the side of safety for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Are there any trips that you would love to do? Are there any big trails or anything like that that have oh, waved a magic wand that you'd love to do? The PCT would be awesome. For sure? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. That I mean, the AT would be awesome. But uh, I would rather do the PCT for absolutely. sure. Why would you rather do the PCT? You just get to see so many different types of terrain. You absolutely. know, you got desert, you've got mountains, you've got forest, you've got pretty much everything. I don't know. I haven't been on the AT, but just from what I see on videos on YouTube, it seems like it's getting awfully crowded. Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's... every shelter's got 30, 40 people. Yep. And I think it used to be more of a journey. Mm-hmm. Now it's more of like do it. 
in my gap year before I exactly. do something else. Yep. It's kind of more of a, you know, do it to say I did it and then be done it's versus almost, the exploration. It's almost cliche to hike the AT. For sure. You know, for I mean, sure. If you're, if you're 30 years old and you haven't hiked the AT, well, who, who are you? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I had a friend from grade school that has done the AT, the PCT, the entirety of the John Muir, and like one or two other oh, wow. major trails. And she's now a um, a certified, she's a backcountry EMT. <laughs> oh, wow. So she is, she is trained to basically go rescue people that are failing to do the things that she already did. Wow. Pretty sweet job. That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, and I was just sitting there thinking like, when people used to say that they did the AT, and don't get me wrong, I've never done anything long or considerable to be able to talk trash good for all of those absolutely people. that's an incredible feat to have done that i mean i get winded walking up the stairs for sure come on for sure <laughs> but what i'm i'm curious about is kind of exactly what you said is how many people are doing it for the right reason right. these days is to mm-hmm. like go out remove yourself from society for a little bit do some thinking yeah you know do a little soul searching figure out what you actually want to do do it because it you want to do it not because it's the cool thing to do for sure you know for sure so what is it uh what part of the pct attracts you the most where do you think you would have the most fun oh definitely like northern california the sierras and all that kind of stuff for sure yeah yeah i think i don't think i'm ever going to have time or the resources to do one of the big ones but i think that the john muir trail 176 miles all up in northern california Mm -hmm. some of the most beautiful part of the country yep banging out in 30 days with you know a few friends Oh, that'd be awesome. I feel like I could probably make that happen at some point in my life. I mean, even at 30 days, that's, you know, that's it's pretty... a big ask. Yeah, it's a big ask. I mean, you know, you, you're you have to either be in the position where you're running things yeah. uh, or it's a long planned for thing. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, exactly. That's like your whole year. Yeah. Plus some probably for most. Yeah. So for sure, that would be the challenge for me. Would be stepping away from work long enough. Yeah, because I mean, I could, I could tough. do the physical part. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think after the first three to four days, you just almost get into a routine for sure. You're like, all right, this is how we do it. This is no big deal. Let's just do it. And then you fall asleep. Then you wake up and you do it again. And you fall asleep. You wake up and do it again. Yeah, you know, you get to see some really cool stuff along the way. I think one of the biggest challenges would be your feet. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think there's really any good way to train for, I mean, unless you're just in a position to go out and hike right. six, eight miles a day in your boots with your socks. Yeah, it'd be tough. It's, and you don't, there's no real way to condition for that. No, you don't walk that much in a no, typical month. No, or you don't. in a typical day. Or with that much weight or at that angle exactly. or with that kind of weird terrain, terrain changes yep. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. If you had to pick some of your pieces of gear that you think have either been your best investments or just the stuff you couldn't go without, what would they be? I would say to not go without. Um, I like my cook kit. Okay. Um, It's been refined a lot. And what kind of cook kit are you using? So right now I'm using a Tokes 550. Okay. uh, With the Esbit Tri-Wing Stove Solid Fuel. 550 is a little little cook set. Well, I don't do any cooking. It's just all all boil boil and yeah, boil in the bag. And then um, what else? The windscreen is titanium. Of course, why not? For sure, it's the cool thing to do. Absolutely. Um, If it can be, it should be. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's pretty much it. And a lighter. No joke. That's it. Any kind of a vapor barrier or anything like that on the Uh, ground? There's a tiny little, maybe four inch piece of titanium that I cut down from the windscreen because it was too big. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, it's awesome. And, and do you, um, what's the total weight on your Cooksep? Do you know? Oh, I think it's under four ounces. Oh, that's itty bitty. Yeah, it's tiny. It's the second generation with the good lid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have the little weird bulge. It's just a flat and it's sunk in. Oh, gotcha. There's no like lip on the edge gotcha. of the lid. Oh, it's awesome. Gotcha. Super light. That's so. What is your total base weight as of right now? Um, well, it depends on if I'm going out in the winter, or if sure. I'm going out in the summer. If you were going out, like, so what I always kind of think of my everyday <clears throat> load, Just like a three season. Yeah, it would be like a three season down to probably thirty ish, or up to fifty ish for the lows at night, and you know, two say, three day trip. I would say, um, without food and water, it was probably be around 11 pounds holy cow so yeah. you're way down there oh yeah i mean clothes i take you know just a pair of joggers um to sleep in okay um no shirt why okay you know no socks unless it's like super cold okay um just the clothes that's on my back really i mean so you really go in just pretty base yep wow now if i know i'm gonna be doing a lot of if it's gonna be hot i know i'm gonna take something to change into because okay. i'm gonna be sweaty and nasty um, if it's cold, I obviously want something extra for sure. Um, you know, if it's, if I'm not going to be wearing it, it's going to be a pillow or, you know, something like that. Um, but you have to use dual purpose for pretty much everything in your pack. If, if, if you have one thing in your pack and you can't use it for more than one thing, take it out of your pack. Yeah. I was on a trip, um, recent, well, not recently, this was maybe probably a year or two ago. And uh, we were at Han State Park. It was with my friend Jason. This is, I think, when I was still tent camping. Mm -hmm. And we had a ton of stuff with us. Oh. I mean, we were just having a great time. Sure. You know, two guys out there being idiots. And these three guys roll in, older dudes, and, and they basically start telling their story about how they're all former X-ray and MRI repair technicians. Okay. And that's how they met. All right. And in their elder years, they all decided they wanted to do the AT, but they couldn't quite figure out how to do it. Right. So what they did is that every year they would all go and they would do a section and they would pick up the year following where they left off the year before. They do about 50 or 60 miles in a week nice. and they do one week a year. And so far they've done about 350 miles. Oh, nice. So they've been doing this yeah. for six, seven years. Right. And they had a couple of things. They were all using some, you know, small, lightweight tents. Some of them were freestanding. Some of them were free, semi-freestanding. Right. Stuff like that. And you could just tell, like, none of them were changing clothes. There weren't, you know, they were keeping it simple. Right. They were all, they all had ULA circuits or, or catalysts. So they were all experienced guys. Mm -hmm. And I walked up and I said, let me ask you this. Just looking at what I'm out here in, what am I carrying that I shouldn't be? And what am I not carrying that I should be? Right. And they were like, well, there is no, there's not going to be anything on that second list. Right. Exactly. Because you have way more than you need right now. Exactly. I was like, okay. And he goes, all you need is shelter, mm -hmm. a way to make water, mm -hmm. a way to make food. Yep. And clothes to stay warm. Yeah. He goes, beyond that, everything is frivolous. He goes, it really is. we don't really make fires. So you don't need a saw. You don't need a big knife because you're mm -hmm. not going to be gutting animals. You right. need minimal, minimal, minimal. And it's all about water, food, <laughs> shelter, and clothes. That's it. And I was like, okay, that all makes really logical sense. And so then when I came home and started looking at my stuff, I started going, okay, does it fall into one of those four categories? And if not, it's frivolous. Right. Now, I bring a lot of frivolous stuff. Oh, of I'm course. still probably, you know, 17, 18 pounds on baseload. But so that first trip where you and I met, mm -hmm. I'm walking in. Uh, I came from. I came up the Pickle Creek Trail or Pickle Springs or whatever that side right, trail right. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and Stargazer had come from another one. Mm-hmm. Craig had. And when I first started getting into this, I was watching all kinds of YouTube, and especially around Missouri. Right. He's obviously got, other than probably, um, what's his name, uh, Spiffy Guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but Spiffy Guy's got videos on every mile of the OT. He's great. Sure, yeah. Um, and, but I'd seen a bunch of Craig stuff, and all of a sudden I'm hiking along, and he's standing <laughs> in front of me. And I got, like, a little celebrity... <laughs> Kind of shit. Oh my god! Yeah, there he is. I had a little man crush for a second, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" And he was like, "Hey, man, how are you?" I was like, oh, he "I've seen you on YouTube," <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, cool, man." And I was like, "You doing the thing tonight?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll be out there." I was like, "Oh, this is really cool, awesome." So we ended up going, and I don't know if you, you heard if I him. Follow you? <laughs> Do you know what his base weight was? It was like for that six trip? or seven pounds, wasn't it? Seven pounds. Yeah, it was and it was a chilly night. And yeah. I asked him, and he was like, "Oh, I slept great." Unreal. I was like, "How are you at seven yeah. pounds?" I'm, I guess a, uh, I guess a cold sleeper. Is that right? Like, I want to be warm. Oh yeah. Like, give me zero degrees when it's sixty degrees out. Like, I don't care. For sure. Like, I'll vent it, whatever. But I want to make sure I'm warm because if I'm not warm, I'm not going to sleep good. However, you put me at home. I want two fans on me. I want the AC blasting, yeah. pumping. You know, and don't give me a blanket. I want a sheet. And then I'll kick that sucker off. See, at home, I am get it as cold as possible, but I want a lot of blankets. (laughs) Out in the woods. I think your electric bill should be a little bit lower. Yeah, probably true. (laughs) Probably true. Um, But when we went on the frozen butt hang, Mm -hmm. Gideon brought zeros and 20s and and a sock. Oh, really? And, or he had a uh, underquilt protector. Oh, so he, he wasn't... Did he didn't he have like a full that? sock. He really liked it. Yeah. He said that the advertisement, and I can't remember who it is. Is it 2QZQ that makes that? Yes. Um, They said that they're averaging 10 to 15 degrees of warmth. Holy cow. Out of that thing, just for the fact that it's taking the wind right. off of any of the down sure. whatsoever. So. I mean, he said it was the best night of sleep he'd ever had. Now, granted, it was zeros and 20s and negative right. two, you should be. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, I, I did that once when there was a night that was supposed to go down to 28. I took Sarah's 20s and my 20s. Yeah. Oh, and I slept like a bunk. Yep. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to stay warm if I'm out there. Yeah. It's. What are your quilts designed to go down to? Um. So, I've made all my own. Yeah. So, I would say, I mean, I've been down to. Oh, where were we at? We were at Sam A. Baker. Okay. And it got down to like six or seven degrees, Oof. maybe eight, I think, because we were on the we were on the creek side. I forgot what the creek is called, but it was on the like uh, east side of the mountain. Okay. And so it was like, it was super cold. And I got down there. We got down there late because uh, I had to work or something. And uh, Gideon came and met me and we hiked in. And uh, I had, which one were they? I think it was the first quilt I made, and it was a three-quarter length. Ooh. Oh, dude, it sucked. Oh, oh it was so bad. Um, but I had uh, some extra reflectics, and I put that under my calves and feet. Unbelievable how well it worked. Oh, I bet. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, it didn't stay there for very long because I'm like kung fu Stuff master when I'm sleeping. Place, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when it was under there, it worked really well. Now... The the underquilt worked great. Yeah. Um. So I'm thinking that's probably like a ten degree ish. Okay. Um, but I was bundled up. You know, I had my down jacket, I had my down vest, uh, balaclava, hat, everything. A whole shooting match. Yeah. So, um, 
I've got that set. I've got a zero degree set. Okay. Uh, I'm using finger quotes here. Absolutely. You can't see it, but uh, it's, uh, and that's all synthetic. No joke. Yeah. Now, it's does awesome. that compress as well as you'd like it to? You know, it's not bad. Okay. I mean, I don't put it anything in stuff sacks. I just shove it in a compactor bag in my in my backpack. Especially but, uh, as lean as you're kind of keeping your yeah. backpack, then that kind of works. Yep. Now, have you seen the uh, the Z Packs pack liner? Uh, the Cuban fiber. Yeah. Uh-uh. Remind not me to show in... you that before you leave. Oh, okay. I have one. Oh. It's awesome. Is it roll top? Yeah. Oh. And it's got a real light Velcro at the top. I mean, your oh. fleece won't even get caught in it. Ooh. It's fantastic. Nice. It's probably, I mean, I've got a, I would like to say that I have a lot of favorite pieces of gear. Right. I'm lucky in that I have not invested in a Cuban fiber tarp yet. So that's like the one thing. It's awesome. I know. Do I'm, it. It's, yeah. Do it. Do it with doors because it's Cuban fiber. Yeah, for sure. I'm Why going not? 12 foot with doors. Like I'm going to go yep. the whole shebang, spend well, yeah. the money. Was it nine ounces? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, It's the one thing that I would, I mean, I'll drop a pound, almost a pound and a half. um, On just doing that? Yeah, because I'm currently doing the 12 foot. um, I think I've, I got it for my Christmas or my birthday. So I can't remember whether it's the 20 or the 30 um, sill, poly sill or whatever that the war bonnet super fly with doors. Oh, okay. So it's, it's the tarp itself is great. Right. But if it rains, that sucker holds a lot oh, of water, yeah. a lot of water. I mean, mm-hmm. when you wrap that thing up in snakeskins, it is heavy, super heavy, <laughs> heavy. Because uh, I brought when we went to Colorado, Sarah used that, and then I mm-hmm. used my old school. Uh, uh, I think it's the Eno Pro Fly. So it's like the Just small, normal little hex Eno. tarp. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's. Um, it's a good tarp. It's actually a really nice thick material. Mm-hmm. It's just got a really short side footprint. It's only three oh, and right. a half feet wide on either side of the oh uh, the ridge line. Yeah. So you know my pro fly or my super fly from Warbonnet is it's ten and a half feet total. Right. The super fly seven foot oh. wide. So it is you got no it, coverage. It better not rain. No coverage. Holy and when we went to Colorado, it rained for three days out of our four days. <sighs> so in that day and a half strip where it was just raining, mm-hmm. I literally had to sit in my hammock, dead still. <laughs> Don't move. I had nothing on either side of me. Oh. I had, if I got out, my feet were sitting outside the tarp. Oh, and I had no. it pitched kind of wide. Right. Um, and it's an 11-foot ridge line. So yeah. I mean, you got no room. Oh. Uh, none. Now, I probably should have pitched it up higher right and then just pitched it out a little wider and had yeah. a little more room but uh you know hindsight's always 2020 20. sure. um but the cuban fiber is definitely one of the big things do it for sure yeah drink the kool-aid yeah it's awesome yeah it's just that you know there's it seems like you and i obviously have a shared you know passion for photography and mm-hmm. some of the other pursuits that we have and you've obviously got motorcycles and stuff yeah Camping can get so expensive so quickly. Oh yeah, uh, that you, you know don't you just even prioritize it. gear one piece at a time. Yep. And frankly, I've got a Warbonnet Ridge Runner, uh, or not a Ridge Runner, the the original Blackbird. So mm-hmm. I don't have the eleven foot. I don't have the XLC or any of that stuff. Right. But I've got a good black uh, Blackbird. Um, I'm I've rotated back to an Eno Double Nest. Really? Yeah, I rock that. But it's got. See, you, you're living in luxury. It's weird. I mean, it's got. Um, I've got uh, 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 a fixed ridge line on it, uh-huh. and then I've got. Um, I actually have you ever used the Eno Helio straps? No. Are those like are those similar to the Atlas it's straps? An Eno whoopee sling. 
Really? And they're all one piece and they're great. Really? I don't know why more people don't use them. Are they more like a whoopee sling or more like a, um, what's the thing that's not like a whoopee sling? Um, it's similar. I mean, this is a full on whoopee sling. Really? Yeah. Made by Eno. The one thing that's different about it is they've got a fairly short fixed tree strap on it. So you don't have a huge range as far as the size of tree you can hang from. Like once you start to get into some bigger trees. Yeah. You basically, because I've got Dutch clips on mine. Yeah. You start to come around where you're hanging on the whoopee. Yep. And I do that with mine now. It's not a problem. Right. But I think that you start to lose some of the range and how big a tree gaps you can use and things like that. Because like I've got, I don't know, four or five foot tree straps on my, Mm -hmm. um, I've also got the Dutch um, whoopee sling system. Right. And I took that off in replace of these. Really? Yeah. Just easier to use or? The Dutch ones are so long. Yeah. That I I was just constantly adjusting them. Right. And these just seem to be a better size. Don't they have like a, like a little tag in that's a lot easier to pull too or something? Yeah. There's like a metal tip to it. Yeah. That is easy to grab, but it never really comes out or causes a problem. I'll show it to you before you leave. It's easy. I've actually got it set up so I can hang it in here. Nice. Uh, Yeah. That's been (laughs) a fun thing. Um, So yeah, man, it's uh. I think that's kind of, you know, what I wanted to talk to you about, honestly. I mean, this has been fun, man. It's always (laughs) fun to talk to other hammockers and other dudes that are into it and and just get perspective on where you got into it and how you got in and stuff that you like to do. So, man, I appreciate you coming. This was cool. No, no, thank you. I appreciate it. It was awesome. Sweet.